I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about and reflect on your business, not just do your business. What I try to do is I take different themes, topics, kind of issues I see out there in kind of the remodeling world environment that are really relevant to you and to your business. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I think is especially critical to your health and success, and it's focused on the post-COVID consumer. Now, you know, you've heard me talk about, you know, if a business is not changing, it'll become irrelevant, and that's really kind of the ultimate insult. But when it comes to, I think, the consumer, this is especially true. If you're not adjusting and pivoting to this kind of new consumer out there today, you're going to experience, I think, a lot of pain. Many people, I think, think and see consumers as being the same as they were three years, five years ago, but they really have shifted and changed. And what I'm going to do is talk about that in today's episode. This, spot, this podcast uh, series is supported by my friends at Professional Remodeler, as well as many of my strategic alliances, certainly including Engage and others. So I was watching a television show the other day that actually started before COVID, had a lot of episodes during COVID, and then now moving towards post-COVID. And it really hit a chord for me on how dramatic and how serious COVID was in terms of just having a deep effect, a deep effect in terms of how we would think about things, how we would feel about things, what our priorities were, and therefore all the behaviors that are out there. You know, I've been talking for the last 25 years and really sharing that, you know, the consumer themselves is your biggest competitor. Now, you compare that to other elements within the construction industry. You look at the market share that exists with the big boxes where you have your top three have 30, 40% of all the market share, the material supply. Or you look at the big home builders, your top five or 10 have about 30, 40% of all the market share. Well, you look at the the largest of the full-service remodelers out there and the, the collection of the top 10 or 20 only have about 1% of the market share. And I share that because the remodeling industry is very, very fragmented. It's a lot of smaller organizations that have a very small percentage of the market share. And therefore, as we really discovered many, many years ago in my business, when you have less than 1% of the market share and you're one of the biggest in the country, you know, why are you so focused on other remodelers and what they're doing as far as competitors? And why don't you turn your focus on the real competitor in your business? And that's the consumer. So unpacking that a little bit before, how is the consumer really a competitor for you? Well, it's a competitor in the sense that you're going against up against ignorance, fear, and overwhelm. So if you think about their ignorance, they don't know how to buy remodeling. They don't know the differences between the elite remodeler and the dog and truck remodeler. They don't understand the difference between design build or design bid type 
processes between general contractors and design-build firms. They don't understand really fundamentally the difference of these things. Now, your clients are not stupid. They're very, very intelligent. However, they are ignorant about these things. So you're actually competing against their ignorance, against them making the wrong path, the wrong decisions, and ultimately causing you know, them a lot of pain. You're also dealing with their fears. And whether you realize it or not, those fears exist. You almost have to be like a marriage counselor or a therapist to go deeper when it comes to client-related fears. I've been on the Better Business Bureau in the Mid-Atlantic, their board, for many, many years. And about 50% of all the complaints that come in come from home improvement and home remodeling. There's some natural fears, both in terms of who they work with. Are they going to take care of me? Are they going to create a good experience for me? But as are more important, the fears are making mistakes. If you really think about this as it relates to remodeling projects, they're trusting you, trusting the dream, trusting your advice to be something that they're going to spend a lot of money on and be very happy with. They're also fearful of the level of investment that they're making. Is this sensible? Is this a good return on investment? The third thing is they're overwhelmed. Now, we've experienced overwhelm when it comes to consumer for many, many years. So it's not really a new thing, but I think this is especially true that since uh, COVID, now they've kind of gotten out of jail. Now they, they are been released, so to speak, from captivity. The level of overwhelm that they're experiencing with all the other things going on in their life is much, much greater. So you have got to figure out a way as a competitor to you and your success, how can you become a priority? How can the project become a priority? Otherwise, they're going to be drifting off into other areas and other things. So as you think about this, this is not necessarily something that's fundamentally new, but what is new is the post-COVID consumer. Now, if you think about a year and a half or so ago, we were dealing with, I think, industry issues in your business where we had a series of headwinds that mainly were operational. They were supply chain issues. They were cost escalation. They were labor labor shortages. And for the most part, many of those headwinds in your business uh, were, 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 while they're difficult, a lot of them have dissipated today. Now, the flip side of that is you also had a year, year and a half ago, you had a lot of tailwinds. The tailwinds were consumers starting to come out of COVID and certainly really wanting to make their home a a priority and get going on projects that have been sitting idle for a period of time, in large part because of COVID and the things that were going on. So you had the lead flow coming in, the calls, the 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 opportunities were were as great as certainly they've they've been in a long, long time. And that also created an environment that the clients uh, were quite empathetic and willing to wait in line. They were relatively patient and they were they were able in many ways to kind of stand up and salute to your processes and systems. Well, you turn the clock up today, those headwinds are gone, which is 
good, to, to, but also the tailwinds are gone. So we've got this kind of idle period that, yes, we have a period of time that leads are coming in and then it, it goes dark for a period of time. Uh, sales are herky-jerky. Average tickets, they go up and they go down in terms of types of projects and all of those kind of things. So, so we have an environment right now where you have to look at it differently. You have to look at the post-COVID consumer and how do you go about approaching it, both in terms of the business, but also in terms of the sale and the sales process. So let's just talk about, you know, what's changed, what makes, what are some of those post-COVID kind of elements? There are a few things I just want to touch on. And again, these are consumer look behind the curtain kind of things. Uh, One is that uh, their priorities have changed. Well, when you're locked in your home and completely uh, consumed by what's going on out there, you know, your priorities, I think, change in terms of what's important to you. You know, the importance of the family, the importance of travel, the importance of of uh, making sure that you get out and stretch your wings, the importance of, you know, just overall health to yourself and certainly to those around you. So all of a sudden, the priorities have changed. It's not necessarily your project is that important to them. It's their priorities have changed. The second thing is their urgency has changed. You know, the sense of urgency on the part of the consumer out there uh, is is very different. Matter of fact, we're seeing a lot more cancellations, a lot more clients that are starting down a path. I had a conversation with my friends at Google, and they talked about, you know, consumers are actors. They're acting like they want to do remodeling, but they're not necessarily doing it. So, it's important that you understand that the urgency on the client's part is not necessarily the same level of urgency on your part. And then number three that my, my friend, Penn Tori, had, had, had uh, highlighted that I think really articulates, and the homeowners today have become feral. Now, if you think about that term, and I've used this several times on my podcast, this is means simply escape from captivity. And just like a feral cat or a feral dog, you know, they have their own will. They want to do it their way. They want to control the process and they want to do it when they want to do it, how they want to do it, and quite frankly, for what price they want to do it. So you're dealing with, I think, a client that is very, very different. They're the post-COVID consumer. So you've got to think about strategies that are effective with this consumer if you're going to be successful. Now, define success. So if you were doing, let's say, 20%, 15%, 25% close rate, you know, the difference between being successful and not today is getting one more out of 10 or one more out of 20. So you can actually either make up the difference for the post-COVID consumer or you can, you can add on to it so you can see a level of success. But you're going to need to adjust. You're ne- going to need to pivot in terms of approaching this, your biggest competitor, the consumer, a little bit differently moving forward. So... A few tips and advice that I would encourage. Number one is take a little bit more time with the lead up front. 
Now, this may be a deeper level phone call with a client. This may be a first meeting with a client, but go deeper than you've done in the past. This is not a transaction. This is not a project. This is a relationship, and every relationship is very, very personal. So you want to really try to give that relationship a little bit more time. If in the past you were spending, you know, an hour at the first meeting with a client, spend an hour and a half or two hours with a client. Try to go deeper in terms of that relationship with a client. And I think you might find that they're going to give you the insights of who they are in this post-COVID world that I think will help you be able to direct them and give them the best advice that you can. Uh, Number two is it's more important than ever, given their ignorance and their feralness, is that you need to be the voice of reason. Now, the voice of reason talks, uses data, uses reason, rationale. People buy emotionally, but rationalize their decisions logically. What logic are you weaving into these conversations in the sales process? It could be related to moving versus staying in the home. Many, many homeowners don't really appreciate the act of moving is about 10 to 20% of the cost of the new home. Why? Because of all the settlement costs, the real estate commissions, the moving costs, all the things that are disruptive to their lives, it actually is quite expensive to move. And now more than ever, with interest rates going up, most homeowners out there today do not want to replace their low-interest mortgage on their existing home. But my point is you've got to express these things to them. You've got to share the data, share the insights when it comes to those things. You've got to talk to them about how prices have escalated and the likelihood that they're going to go down, not so much in terms of some of the commodities, but more in terms of the labor and the overhead expenses and all the experience that it takes to have a successful project. You know, you need to give them real live data. You know, the last three to five years, we've seen increases in remodeling costs be 15 to 20% annually per year on uh, the consumer's part. So as you think about this, you know, are you really communicating that? Do they really understand it? So number two is you've got to be the voice of reason. You've got to give them a reason to make their project a priority and urgency to be able to buy now. Number three, you've got to be memorable. You know, I think there's so many distractions going on. You've got to be memorable. You've got to think out of the box. You've got to be different than than others out there. So it's important that you're using whatever sales tools, sales presentations, but even your behaviors, for example, to be memorable. If you know the client is especially interested in a particular sport or a particular activity, you've got to make that part of the relationship and make them aware that you, in fact, have an interest in those things as well. But at the bottom line is try to think out of the box, try to be memorable and not just Uh, mundane and boring. Number four on my list is you've got to more than anything be the urgency kind of expert. Uh, You've got to be masterful in doing reverse timelines to really have them understand if they want to ultimately be waking up in their new space or using their new kitchen, 
you know, in six months, 12 months from now, now is the time to get going. Now's the time to make it really a priority and, and get going. As you think about urgency when it comes to it, walk them through urgency techniques, focusing on urgency of the client and their family, urgency of the, of the project and weather-related issues and timing and all those things there, and also urgency relative to you and your schedule and your, your, uh, 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 your time in terms of you being away and having access and more of your clients coming back, certainly in the, in the fall that's going to cause you to be busy. If you can pile on like little deposits of all these urgency and be really more the urgency teller, it's going to tip the scale, I think, and they're going to end up pushing you forward into the project, not dragging them forward. And number five <clears throat> on my list of, of uh, little tips is you've got to sharpen your sales axe. You know, this post-COVID consumer, you need to help them buy and you have to have very strong sales skills to be able to do that. So it all starts with your sales knowledge. You know, sales is, in fact, something that you can very much learn. And the more knowledge that you have, that's going to create more confidence. And that confidence is going to create the enthusiasm. And ultimately, that's going to become kind of magnetic. And people are going to want to work with you. But you have to have the sales knowledge. You have to understand many of the fundamentals that I've been talking about in the podcast for the last several months. So go back and listen to some of those uh, podcasts on the power of three, on the use of questions, on uh, how you need to uh, listen more than talk in the sales process. But I think you have to have the fundamental knowledge if, in fact, you want to master it. Second thing within sharpening your sales ta- sales acts is you got to have really strong tools. So whether the tools are related to this, a sales presentation that uh, has to be really very, very effective to tell your story, or it could be, you know, your portfolio of projects. It could be the different tools that you use to, to outline budgeting or uh, the tools in terms of leveraging your office and the experience of seeing you in action in your office, not necessarily just in their home. And number three is you, uh, got, you have to practice. Now, most salespeople don't really know how to practice. They like to practice on the prospects, which is, if you really think about it, that's practicing only in the games, not on the practice field. So think about different ways to practice. You can do this, obviously, through reading and listening to podcasts, but you can also do it with your peers by doing role plays. Uh, on different situations. How do you handle standard objections? Uh, How do you communicate? What are the words, the language, the metaphors? How do you make the sale more visual in terms of some of the techniques? But I think the more that you practice the sales process, practice the techniques, the more successful you're going to be. So in closing, As I said earlier, if you're not just changing fundamentally yourself, but if you're not changing your way of doing things, you will fall short. You will become irrelevant, I think, in terms of 
uh, your level of success that you want to achieve. So this post-COVID consumer is in fact a new consumer. It's not just they're getting back to normal. How they've come out of COVID is really different and it's really changed how you go about helping them and how you go about selling them in the remodeling process. Take care, everyone.